Hi, I'm Rosie Acosta. I'm a meditation teacher, speaker, and author of You Are Radically Loved, a healing journey to self-love. Look, I grew up in East Los Angeles during the 92 LA riots, and it set me on a troubled path. I didn't grow up with mentors in my life, so I turned to reading as many books as I possibly could to learn about the purpose of life. In my journey, I found that having these conversations gave me life, and I decided I wanted to create a place where I could share these conversations with my community. So come have a sit with me as we learn about, well, everything. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wisdom Wednesdays. Hey, everyone. We're together at last. Reunited and, and it feels so good. Read. Oh, we harmonize in everything. Everybody listening is probably like, what is happening? We're here in Salt Lake City and we are doing a book event and a workshop. Mm-hmm. And we're very excited to be here. Yes. In person. <laughs> what? Well, I was just going to say, I'm super excited because this is my first time in Utah. We were great. We were so lovingly greeted by these majestic mountains. Yes, right outside. Actually, I can see them from where I'm sitting. I can't. And the whole time we're driving, we're driving straight towards the Rocky Mountains, which I've never seen in person before. And y'all know I'm a fan of backpacking, hiking. She loves this. And it's being all outside. Sched- it's all scheduled out all summer long. I saw it. Yeah, on it's, our it's on your calendar. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh. it's set in stone. But yeah, that's great. <laughs> I will not be reachable. I'll be in the wilderness. She's basically like, I'm clocking out. Don't call me. I try to do it when it's convenient. It's always convenient. You know? I mean, I think we we make it convenient when we need to. Well, we were just talking about the importance. Let's talk about it. Of taking breaks. Yeah. Right? Resets. Especially in this line of business, working for yourself. Being an entrepreneur, being on 24-7, yes. you know, life either makes you take a break or you schedule your break. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> and what's really interesting, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, is the idea that people in the wellness industry have this idyllic life of just resting all the time and it being a priority and... <laughs> And I think it's really, I, personally, I, I think it's funny because all of my wellness, in quotes, friends are all so busy all the time and rarely make time for self-care. Is that the same case for you? Yeah. Well, actually, I was just going to laugh, but then I was trying to edit myself and not oh. poo-poo that. But it's true. I mean, <laughs> literally, like, some days, minute to minute is scheduled from the moment that I wake up and start my day to exercising my animals. Luckily I have that bookend of like, okay, the dog has to walk because that's my time Mm -hmm. to have my moving meditation, I guess, as it were. But then it's like meetings, meetings, meetings. Okay. I've got to get these emails out the door and the idyllic life that it might appear to be on the outside, whether it's like you're looking at an IG reel or you're just listening to the podcast, it's, There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to make all that happen. 
Yes. And maybe it's time for us to talk a little bit about behind the scenes. We didn't Ooh. actually plan this. This oh, is good. Yeah. I've been wanting to ask you a million Well, let's, let's, let's dive in. So this is our Wisdom Wednesday episode. We're going to talk about self-care and we're going to talk about what goes on behind the scenes of Radically Loved since everybody's here in Salt Lake with us. Yeah. So what does go on behind the scenes? I mean, how nitty gritty do we want to get? I don't know how nitty gritty we should. I mean, I think we should just spill spill, spill it all beans. because I feel like that's really the only way to live life. Yeah. Radical truth. Radical truth. Well, I mean, for you too, would you say that your day can be scheduled minute to minute? I could, I could tell you what I see on the calendar. <laughs> well, I, and that's only the stuff that you can see. That's not the stuff that comes up during the day. Sure. Um, yeah. 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 I think... For me to feel like I am keeping myself accountable, it's very important for me to manage my time well. And I think that for the most part, I think this is true across the board for anybody who's a self-starter or anybody who wants to start their business or anybody who's already running their own business. Time is our most precious commodity and you have to know how to manage your time well, or you will go insane, or you won't last long as a entrepreneur. Yeah. So I was listening to Sam Harris talk about him. time Yes. the other day in terms of... Um, it being a construct? That and it's one thing that, you know... An earthworm has the same amount of time in the day as we do. So it's not something that you can bargain your way into having more of. However, how we choose to... Energy is another topic. How you spend your energy versus how you spend your time. You can gain more energy or you can lose energy in a day, which is different than the construct of time, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so where am I going with this? I think kind of where I started with being mindful in scheduling your breaks in terms of living this lifestyle. And I'm not saying that it's just the entrepreneurial lifestyle. I mean, I've been in the corporate world and I was on 24-7 just the same. And I always said, and I was just telling Rosie this, that if I'm going to be working like that, I would rather have it be for something that I really, truly believe in. And now I'm fortunate that I get to do that. So... How I spend my time, I have the same amount of hours in the day as the earthworm does, but how I spend my energy is where I'm trying to be more mindful. Mm, let's define the difference between the two. How I spend my time, how I spend my energy. Yeah. So what you notice what lights you up, right? Something that feels like it comes more naturally to you, like it gives you energy instead of sucking energy out of you. Those are the things that I'm trying to be more aware of when I'm going about my day. And they're in inevitable tasks, administrative tasks that probably are going to feel like a daily grind or mundane or things that just have to get done that kind of weigh heavy on your shoulders mm -hmm. that aren't always going to give you energy, but they have to be done anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so annoying stuff. Yeah, yeah. But maybe I'm fortunate in that the administrative stuff 
feels meditative to me. So I can get into the flow with that too. Well, let's talk about why that is so that people don't feel inadequate like myself (laughs) when I meet somebody (laughs) like you. Please define. Well, we were just also talking about how I'm very (laughs) detail-oriented to a fault. So it can bite me in the butt, right? It's my kryptonite and it's also my superpower. So if I've gotten good sleep, if I've been eating well, if my stress level is balanced, that administrative stuff of writing the emails, the the mundane tasks, it flows. I can get into that flow state. If those things are out of whack, it can take me like an hour to write one email. (laughs) So these things, these little flags are indicative of where do I need to balance? What do I need to do differently? And how do I get back to that state of having things flow more easily. And then that relates right back to how is my energy flowing? Am I sucking the energy out of myself or am I filling myself up? Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, from a day-to-day basis, I'm still going to have to do stuff that isn't so glamorous. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And I think part of the beauty of getting to know oneself and how oneself's workflow is most efficient is to give ourselves the opportunity to make mistakes, to be able to learn what works for you, what doesn't, to be able to define what's going to bring you energy and what's going to deplete your energy and to be able to move between the two in a sustainable way. Mm. So I agree with all of that. I think it's really important for us to be able to learn to define those things for ourselves. I'm a big fan of incorporating mindfulness throughout the day. I mean, the nitty gritty behind the podcast, I mean, it's still very much, we have a very tiny team still. I mean, it's Tessa who does like five people's jobs. We have Kathy who does our podcast, show notes, website updating, SEO, she does like all every, I don't even know I what she does everything. Like anytime we need anything created workbooks, the workbooks that you all can download on radicallylove.com for every episode. If you want to workshop an episode, she creates all of those. And we have Casey Janine, who does my newsletters, who we work together in sort of organizing content every week. And Then we have Risto, our show producer and like wielder of all world editing, (laughs) everything. And so we, we're not a very big team. I mean, when I, when I started this back in 2016, it was just me and and Tori, you know, and Tori was kind of forced to (laughs) be a part of, of the inner workings. But even with our small team, we can definitely create a lot. Oh, we have an occasional project manager, Char, Charlotte. Oh, and we have also Christy. So -hmm. we have two people that work on the team whenever we have special events like the summit, any of you who have been to the Radically Loved Summit or any any big event that we've done. uh, I can't remember what we did before with them. Maybe it was the the first summit. Yeah, the two summits. Okay. And so... We try very hard. The thing is, everybody on this team is so incredible and so efficient and so organized that it's it's almost like, here's what I want to talk about, how to attract the right people mm. for your business or your projects to get the right people that you need where everybody's 
superpower is highlighted and can be supported by everybody else's superpower, if that makes sense. You want to create a really efficient ecosystem. And it takes a long time to find that team of people. I feel very lucky that I've found my people and I was able to find them very quickly. I do have to say that that's definitely one of my superpowers is finding really incredible people that I can capture. (laughs) I used to do this job. I, I ran a hair salon for like seven or eight years when I was 20 with 40 plus stylists in two different salons. And I was able to run both salons efficiently. And this is, we're talking Los Angeles hairstylist personalities, celebrity stylists, people that have very particular needs in their own right. And I learned very quickly how to find the right flow and the right combination of people. So I think I've been able to utilize that and adapt it to the needs for what I wanted to create right with Radically Loved. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really give examples of how you can find that. I don't know. You know, I think for everybody, it's going to be different. I think it's going to take kissing a lot of frogs, as they say, like going through a cycle of people and really learning what you want and learning what you don't want. And sometimes learning what you don't want is going to be a lot easier Mm. than learning what you do or trying to figure out exactly what you're looking for, especially if you've never had a business, if you've never had an employee before, it's going to be a little bit daunting to find that right combination. And if there's three things that I would say to always look for in people that are going to work for you, the first thing is, Are they reliable? The second is, does their vision for their life align with yours? I'm not saying you have to do the exact same things, but is there a way for you to be an asset to them and for them to be an asset to you? So it has to go both ways, right? In order to have a symbiotic relationship. The third is, let's see. I'm like, there's so many. I can actually list more than three. But I think the third thing would have to be how efficient and creative they are with their time. Mm. Like what do they spend their time doing? You know, like how, and again, going back to this symbiotic uh, process of, of working as, as a unit, of course you want the organized somebody that's on time. You want a good communicator. You want just the basic things that you look for, but I'm saying, look for things that are a little bit more underneath the superficial layer. Like what are their values? What do they want to do? How can you work together? What is the relationship like? Are your values aligned? That kind of thing I think are really important things that normally when you're in a normal, and I'm going to say normal, like nowadays entrepreneurial jobs are normal, right? Before it was a normal job was a career job. Mm -hmm. Now it seems like more and more people are becoming entrepreneurial. So whatever's going to serve your highest good with regard to your business. Yeah. How do you gauge someone's having, I mean, aside from, you know, checking references and stuff like that, but how would you gauge someone's ability to 
be efficient with their time or to be creative with their time? Well, I don't see it in the way of, oh, how are you spending your time for me? Mm -hmm. To me, I'm more curious to how you spend your time for yourself. Got it. So that's what I mean with how efficient are you with your time? Like, are you a type of person that feels like you have enough time to do everything? Are you the type of person that goes into lack mentality? And it's Mm -hmm. like, I never have enough time, you know? I'm the, I lack time person. And I think that I try to create space and moments during the day where I'm like, no, I have plenty of time. Like there's plenty of time to do everything I need to do. So when I say efficient with their time, I'm looking at it in a more inspiring type of way. Mm -hmm. Like I want to work with people who are better than I am, Mm -hmm. right? Like I don't want to find somebody that's just going to do what I tell them to do. I want to find people that are inspiring me to do things different, to work smarter, not harder, to Mm -hmm. figure out different ways of making systems more efficient, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Thank you. That's, I think, a helpful clarification to make because it was trying to figure out, okay, how would I gauge that in an employee? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that totally, yeah. I, I think I'm glad you had me elaborate that because I think it can come off. No, that's good. Odd. Hello, friends. I want to tell you about Kachava, my all-in-one daily super blend. If you're worried you aren't getting all the nutrients you need or struggling to stay on top of your health, then listen up because Kachava has you covered. Kachava puts everything in your body it needs in one glass. So you can have it all, all the superfoods, all the vitamins, all the omegas, all the adaptogens, all the greens, all the proteins, all the benefits for your gut, your skin, your hair, your brain, your muscles, your heart, your whole health. No more compromise, no more guilt, no other nutrition shake does it all like this. They travel to the ends of the earth to source them all and crush it up. Kachava is a powder you take two scoops, just add water, blend it up, and it tastes incredible. They have five delicious flavors. Chocolate and chai are my personal favorite. I drink Kachava for breakfast and it keeps me full for hours. There's no way I could get all of these nutrients in my normal diet. And trying to manage all of the supplements and the ingredients you should be taking, I mean, it's a little overwhelming and very expensive. But now Kachava makes clean, organic, superfood nutrition accessible to everyone. You've got to try Kachava for yourself. Kachava's offering 10% off for a limited time. Go to kachava.com forward slash loved, spelled K-A-C-H-A-V-A and get 10% off of your first order. That's K-A-C-H-A-V-A dot com forward slash loved to get 10% off for a limited time. Kachava.com forward slash loved. I do have an, a follow-up question. Okay. Because I know you've been through, you've been doing this for a bit of time now. A little bit. And there have been, like, for example, you mentioned you and Tori working together for the majority of getting the podcast off the ground. And now is it like the podcast has gotten big enough so that he can go off and do his thing? Or was it like the relationship you knew you needed to part ways to save the relationship? It's almost like, wait, do you know the answer to this question? I do. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure because I'm like, do you, you know what to talk about? You know what happened. <laughs> behind the scenes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We are behind the scenes. I love that she primed this question. Like what happened? And I'm like, you know what happened? Tori quit. And yeah, the podcast started to grow. I started to be more consistent and I started to desire 
a higher production quality. I wanted mm-hmm. things to be different. And Tori has a full-time career. By yeah. the way, he's uh, owned and run his own business since 1995. Like he has a full-time career job and other projects that he works on. So my little passion project, when it started, it was it was fine for him to occasionally come in and publish a podcast here and there, but it started to become more consistent. And Tori and I don't work well together. We are like oil and water. I'm very particular and he's very particular in his way. And we, both of our particularities are not symbiotic. And so it causes a lot of friction between us. And actually it was causing a lot of problems in our relationship and it was giving us both anxiety, like to the mm-hmm. point where he got fired a couple of times because he fucked a couple of things up pretty badly. And he fired me a couple of times because of my attitude problem. And finally, we got to this place and the podcast got big enough and we've had the support, thankfully, enough to be able to hire a full-time a producer, an actual engineer that can that can do the podcast. And I'll tell you, it's completely saved my relationship with Tori. It's been so nice to, it was fun at first to work with him, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and some of you, if you've been listening for a long time and you've heard some of those episodes where I've had Tori on the, on the show, you can even still hear now some of the more recent episodes where we actually talk about working together. You know, it, it was fun for a minute, but then as you grow, the demands get bigger and your needs change. And I, to me, any project that I take on, I give it my all. You know, I, I really immerse myself in whatever it is that I'm doing, whether I'm getting paid or not, I want to do a good job. And I expect everybody else to be the same way. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reality is of this situation is I'm seeing and reaping the benefits of a podcast being successful. And he isn't, I mean, he is in a way he's reaping the benefits obviously from just having your loved one be successful. But I think for him, it was almost like, what, what is like, he had no incentive. Mm -hmm. I'd offered to pay him. He would never take money from me because he's like, that is just he was appalled at the fact that I, I offered to pay him. I'm like, I, I'll pay you. And he's just like, what? He's like, I'll pay you to get somebody else to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so once we had that conversation, we're like, oh, okay. okay. We, we just, we need to, we need to get a, a divorce, a, a podcast divorce. So yeah, that was, that's the answer to, to the question. Thank you for sharing. It's just, I think it's... <laughs> I I always think it's interesting from the employee employer perspective. Yeah. Well, what's your tell me about your experience? No, I mean no pressure. I'm sitting right next to you. So <laughs> choose yeah. your words wisely. Yeah. Careful. <laughs> um, no. In fact, we were somebody actually asked me this. Oh, was it Sahara? I don't. I think it was Sahara. This was a couple months ago. She was looking for a, a new employee. I mean, Sahara's team. Sahara Rose, if you don't know her, I mean, she is just, she's a little powerball. I mean, she is one of the most high-functioning, highly efficient human beings I've ever met. You know, like if you've ever seen a picture of 
any deity, you know, Lakshmi or, you know, any deity with all of the hands, like this is this person, this is what she is. She can do all of it. And I'm always really inspired by her level of efficiency. Mm-hmm. So she was looking for, and her and I, we talk about this a lot. She, she's asked me before with hiring people and mm-hmm. she's always asked, you know, like with our relationship and, and she's, she said, Oh, I just, I want to find somebody like Tessa, you know, like that you found, like, how did you do that? You know? And, and I'm like, well, this was a process, you know, you can't, not everybody gets an angel landing at their door. You know, I got very lucky, but I feel like I had to convince you to hire me though. There's reasons (laughs) behind that. You know that, you know, know, but, but as we got, well, anyway, so she was, she was asking how and in the Mm -hmm. process and, and I was like, you just, you know, you just have to find that right person. But, oh, but the whole point was what she asked was, but what do you do when you have like a human moment mm. and like you're in front of your person? Yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm like, I just have a human moment. Tessa's seen it. I, I don't, she knows all of the things at this point. And I'm laughing because as we were walking in, the one meltdown she's seen me have, she's laughing, which I don't care. We can talk about it here. But it was one of those moments where I felt myself having this meltdown. And I'm like, oh my God, I am, I'm doing this in front of somebody. And it's Tessa. Like she's gonna, we work together. But I couldn't stop it from happening. It was just like, no, like this is upsetting sorry uh, go ahead well okay Answer so i've seen the gamut of <laughs> first of all your meltdown was nothing compared to what i've experienced from former employers <laughs> so i feel like i'm very equipped to handle human moments okay and maybe that's another superpower. Yeah. <laughs> you do have a very good superpower at that. And you, you're very good at staying calm, too. Yeah. That's good. I just feel like we all have those moments. I've had them, hopefully, not too frequently in front of a large audience. <laughs> but we all have those moments, right? We're human. That's what makes us yeah. part of the same family. Yes. It's true. Um, I think for me, though, is my, like incessant fear of making a mistake so big that I would just fuck up any future opportunity to work together. And I've asked you this before. Yes. What would I have to do to fuck up so bad that she wants to know what it's like, what's it going to take for her to get fired? So she avoids it. (laughs) Yes. And Rosie's like, well, you've already done it. And I was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember what it was? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't. I kind of did. I, I wipe it out of my I, memory. You probably did. That's good. It was that traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, but I've done some like I've made some big mistakes. I can think of that are seared into my brain in prior jobs, and I feel like I try so hard not to make those mistakes. And this is where that detailed double-edged sword, sword comes yes. in. So I think it's really interesting from an employer-employee relationship when you do make a mistake how each party responds. Like, how do you show up and own your Yes, that's really good. What do you learn from it? And is this a mistake that has happened multiple times? Is it a mistake that you can learn from? Is it a mistake that you can avoid in the future? So I think all those things are important when you're looking at how to have human moments with your coworkers. 
And I think it says a lot about an employer who, and I've had so many really amazing, I think that I'm just blessed. I have like all these angels in my life to work for these people who, yes, I've seen have crazy, wacky human moments, but also who are just like the most lovely human beings and are just so gracious with me when I fuck up. So it goes both ways. And I think as long as we can, just like in any relationship, talk about what happened, talk about how to avoid it in the future, talk about like understanding what happened and why it happened is helpful. And I just always hope that that you and I working together or anyone that I work with have enough ability to be adult and truthful with each other, to have those hard conversations. That's what's really important to me in the workplace. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I love that you said that. It was very, it, it actually reminded me of something else that I, I want to amend my things to look for. And I think this actually should be number one is how mm-hmm. do you handle a bad situation? Like, how do you react when shit hits the fan? And mm-hmm. I think that is very telling of both employer and employee. How do you manage a crisis? And I think that for us, we've had those experiences. And I think that you and I are very similar. We have the same work ethic. I think we're both very solution-based instead of Mm problem-focused. And I think that's very important for people to be solution-based as as opposed to problem-focused. A problem-focused person is just focusing on the problems and the issue and why you did this wrong and this was wrong and this was wrong and this was wrong. And that's all you're focusing on, that you have a problem and now you have to climb that, you have to climb that mountain in order to get to a solution as opposed to focusing on the solution. It's like, okay, the solution to this problem is this. And how do we stay on the pathway of the solution as opposed to focusing on the problem? And so Mm -hmm. I think you and I have given each other enough anxiety to... (laughs) Because it's like, I look at it from a perspective too. Like, I don't want her to have anxiety. I don't want to fuck something up because I'm just like, oh, like when I deleted the Dropbox or whatever, and you were like, what happened to it? And I'm like, ah, I deleted it. She she thought she deleted basically like season six of the podcast. I don't know what season it was, but like something happened. She thought it was her. She was panicked. I thought it was me. I was panicked. And then at the end, we got it sorted. Thank mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. It ended up being Aviv. So side note, do you remember? <laughs> yeah, I, do. I just remembered that the yeah. other day. I was like, oh my God. Because you can see the history of who's yes. done what in Dropbox. Thank goodness. Yes, Aviv. Shout out to you. <laughs> we love you. We love you. <laughs> but yeah, that was hilarious. And to me, it actually, I mean, I was glad that we saved everything. But I remember feeling like, okay, well, if it's gone, it's gone. Like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to be mad. You know, like it is going to be what it's going to be. We can't turn back time. And I think a lot of the times because I've been in situations where I've had people, old bosses blow up at me Mm -hmm. and make me feel small that I know that that's not the way that I want to, I don't want to be treated that way. So I don't ever want to treat somebody in a way that I wouldn't want to be treated. So I think that that's also a, a level of respect that, People should just have in general, by the way. But yeah, yeah, like let's be kind to each other. <laughs> Can we be more kind to each other, please? Yeah. yeah. I mean, some neat, neat fun right there. Neat, neat fun. Good oh my times. God, where are we? Are we done with this? We, 
Does everyone remember that reference? Am I aging myself? She is. Hey, we're the same age. You better relax with that. We're so young. Uh, I think I'm a little bit older than you, though. Literally like three months or something completely (laughs) innocuous like that. (laughs) Give me a break. So, okay. That being said, what else? I had a question. Oh, let's hear it. I'm trying to wrap it up. I know. You are trying to wrap it up. And it was so beautiful. Oh, fuck. (laughs) shit now I can't remember what it was we were talking god I feel like I could feel that you had another thought and I I just I messed it up no no it's it's okay see this is good we're having a moment yeah (laughs) maybe that's it maybe that's the wisdom okay letting it go yeah okay so if you're listening to this right now what in your life what situation is happening currently that you can just say you know what I'm gonna let it go And just let it roll off your shoulders and take a deep breath and bring your attention to that space at the center of your chest. Yeah, here you are. So thank you everybody for joining us for this very special live episode, kind of, with Tessa and I. It's been so much fun. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) She's so ethereal. You're such an ethereal being. Do you know that? Yeah. It's like very angelic. Oh my gosh. You're making me blush. Calming presence. Okay. Thanks everyone. We love you. Thank you so much for listening to the Radically Loved Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie, on Instagram at Rosie Acosta, and Twitter at Rosie Acosta. By the way, this is original music by DJ Taz Rashid. You can follow DJ Taz on Spotify and check out the best music for yoga and meditation. This has been a Mod Pod Studio production. Check them out at www.modpodstudio.com.